0: You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to a special crossover edition of Locked On Wild and Locked On Twins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making both Locked On Wild and Locked On Twins your first listen every day. On today's episode, we're going to try to pull some parallels from a disappointing Minnesota Twins season. Try to see what went wrong so that the Minnesota Wild do not fall into the same level of disappointment this season. And we are joined by the host of Locked On Twins. You can just call this the double play combo for Locked On Minnesota sports. Uh, Nash Walker, host of Locked On Twins, and also writer for Twins Daily, joining yours truly, Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, the veteran Minnesota sports content producer, ready for the helm of my first full season of Lockdown Wild coverage. Nash, welcome the uh, the double play combo of Minnesota sports, as I just coined that we're going to use for now until perpetuity is here. What's happening?
1: Not much, Seth. First, I'm i I'm proud of you for making it through the offseason, and it's funny how hockey and baseball, there's a handoff, so I'm going to hand it off to you now, and I'm handing it off to Luke Brown, locked on uh, Vikings, and to Ben Beacon, locked on Timberwolves, handing it off, and we're passing the torch, and I think a lot of fans of Minnesota sports are ready to uh, to hand off the Twins as well. Yeah. Uh, it, was a, it was a brutal year. Uh, got through the six months. Enjoy just watching, certainly at the end, just realizing that it's going to be a while before we get to watch the Twins. And you know that better than anyone just coming off the offseason, how long it's been since you've watched the Wild play regular season hockey. So you miss it. Like the team can win 50 games and, and you'll miss it, you know, but uh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the Wild season. Uh, should be a lot of fun. And, and hopefully they do, as you said have a much 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 better year than our twins did this summer
0: yeah we've got a we got a fun little tie-in that we're going to use for uh, the final episode of uh, two days that I've been doing this week you know we we talk about the athletes getting into shape for the season and doing what they need to do to get ready uh, during the preseason and everything why why not the uh, why not the podcaster as well so uh, we've been doing two days all week and uh, wow. this is the tenth episode of of uh, Lockdown Wild released here this week. So what we're going to do is just try to find some of the areas that the Twins um, struggled with this year, and we'll see if we can uh, find a parable for the Wild and try to find some reasons that they may not have those same areas of struggle. So why don't we just dive right into it, and I'll just ask you point blank, like, what went wrong for the Twins this year?
1: Yeah. A lot of things are baked into it for
0: sure. It's uh, it's
1: not one thing, but when I think about the wild and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, cause I, I certainly am not on, on any sort of level, but when I think about the wild, you think about a, a winning window opening here with a, a great group, you know, a core group that is special. And that I think fans feel is special that they definitely feel is special. You feel like you have the right guy leading them in uh, Billy Guerin. You feel like you have the right pieces in place. And that's what the twins have been for the last couple of years. Like you just felt like you felt confident in what they were going to bring. And this year over under total was, I think, 89 and a half or 90 and a half, which is right on par with the White Sox in the division. So the expectation, not just from us and yourself included, myself included, uh, was that they would compete for a division title. They'd won two in a row and that they'd they'd probably be in the playoffs. I think their playoff odds after their first seven games are like 88% or something like that to make the postseason. Wow. which Looking back now is insane. But after those first seven games, they looked like a true juggernaut, right? Like they looked like they were going to be super tough. The way Buxton was playing, you know, the way Nelly was hitting right out of the gate, the pitching came to play right away. Like it just looked, they looked tough. So I guess maybe that's my first lesson to you. Uh, assess, after some time, right? Like if they get off to a really tough start the wild, even though it's 82, it's 82 games this year, right? Yep. 82 games. Twins is 162, so it it pertains even more to the Twins. But they get off to a bad start, like it's don't judge a book book by its cover as much because I had, (laughs) Brandon Warren and I were talking that first week and we both were like, yeah, the Twins are the team to beat in the American (laughs) League after the first week. Uh, And it's just, you look back and it's hilarious and they finished last in the worst division in baseball by far. And that's actually harder to do than I think winning the division is. And I that's not a slight on the White Sox, but it's very difficult to finish dead last. The biggest thing as you were talking, Seth, I was thinking of was the Twins. I think one of the main criticisms is they didn't go for it, right? Like they have this core and they didn't really go for it in the winning window. And now that winning window could be closing on them because they didn't maybe get aggressive enough or just made the wrong decisions over the last couple off seasons. I think a lot of this year – Was defined by the offseason, every signing exploded. Like almost every, I think actually every single one was a major disappointment. So for the wild, you know, I I just think naturally I don't follow them super closely, but the Eichel trade to me, like a potential trade for Jack Eichel reminds me of when, and I think you and I have talked about this, of when Twins fans were clamoring for them to go trade for a frontline starting pitcher. Like, go for it. You have this team here now let's maximize what we can do this year and next year without being super concerned about 2024 or 2025, like trading. I know they have some good prospects, Marco Rossi and, and Matt Holden mm-hmm. and those guys. And I know people and, and yourself being a five day a week podcast host and hope to be for the future. You're weary of them trading prospects too. You're like, Ooh, you know, you fall in love with these prospects, but that's, that's something that I think of for the wild. So I'm curious what you think uh in that same vein like how critical you are of them for not getting more aggressive because that that should be to me when you look back at the twins that's that should be their number one criticism i would say
0: yeah i you know especially with and it's it's fascinating that you brought that up because uh, the jack eichel trade talks have actually heated back up mm-hmm. and uh, there is a list of i think five teams that are in on him, and the Minnesota Wild, after being a team that was, you know, heavily linked to him for a while, uh, they're now out. So it's not even a it's not even a maybe. It's they are they are out. They are done. And I don't know if that is. I think it has a lot to do with what we saw in the preseason from that trio of guys that are leading the way in uh, Adam Beckman, Marco Rossi, and Matt Boldy being ready to go. And I actually have on that note, I have an interesting thing that I think a lot of fans for both baseball and uh, hockey kind of is a contention point. And so this is a fantastic teaser that I just thought of. I am going to further dive into that question after the break because we're, we're seeing the effects of the wild, not wanting to, activate the service time yet for uh, for those guys and so we'll continue that on the other end of the break the locked on wild locked on twins crossover episode continues next
1: built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever these bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew built bar has 12 original flavors but they've added six new flavors as well, and these improved built Bars are even deliciouser. Plus, built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, full of protein, full of fiber, and great for a keto diet. And the peanut butter bar, only 5 grams of net carbs for a type 1 diabetic like me. That is huge. Plus, right now, Bilt bars reset the promo code for this relaunch, so listen closely. You get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Last, if you go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you also get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. My favorite flavors include the coconut almond, the peanut butter, the banana bread. Use promo code LOCKED15 at BiltBar.com.
0: Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild and Locked on Twins, Seth Topal and Nash Walker hanging out. Thank you for making both Locked on Wild and Locked on Twins your first listen every day as part of the wide assortment. And I got to say, I think we have a really very solid uh, quartet of uh, pro sports hosts here in Minnesota with Luke and Ben and then us as well. Humble brag. I think, uh, I think we got a really tough group to beat, um they're in good hands, Seth. Oh, yeah. They're in good hands. Um, that question, Nash, that you asked me before the break is fascinating because it brings up a topic I actually wanted to really expand upon with you in service time. And I have had a lot of people wondering as to why um Marco Rossi, Matt Boldy, well not Boldy to an extent, because he's hurt, so he can't make the team right now. But uh, why Marco Rossi and Adam Beckman are in Iowa and not up with the Wild. And you look at the structure for, um, for this Wild team, those buyouts with Parisian and Suter. In two years, they're going to be carrying around $15 million in dead cap, which is gross. But I get why they did it. Um, and so those guys are going to have full-time spots at the minimum, by that time, with nobody that the wild can go out and get to compete with them, so it makes a lot of sense if you have like a three-year entry-level contract to wait for that to kick in, so that it covers those years, and then those guys will be up and uh, and with the team and not having to worry about going to sign you know free agent X off the free agent market because they're not going to have the money to do it. So, I would love to see those guys, and those guys are the future of this team. Honestly, the, I think the top six for the Wild with Kirill Kaprizov of the future is 90% prospects Marco Rossi, Adam Beckman, Matt Boldy, Murat Houston Dinoff, and I'm even forgetting, I'm going to throw Alex Kovenov in there too. Um, those are all five guys that I think will be legitimate players. In the NHL and so yes it'd be nice to get him up here now uh, but I, I don't sense the panic to push it and I'm sure this is something you deal with a ton with the mm-hmm. twins because anytime that you have an uber prospect that doesn't make the roster right out of the start of the uh, of the season you got people that are like pull ads again he yep. <laughs> just just trying to just trying to keep that uh, that service time clock from starting just such a, such a cheap move. And like, there's a lot of thinking that goes behind it.
1: Yeah. And they did have an Uber prospect, Seth. His name was Randy Domnick. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yes, anytime. And it, it's such a point of contention, as you said, because it's so easy, like great example, as you were saying that I was thinking of Jose Miranda, who had just an amazing year in the minors, so like first team, all minor leagues, third baseman, second baseman, place some first two a uh, huge just monster like really no flaws in his game he's not striking out he's hitting for power he's hitting for average doing everything and he's doing it at the upper minors so everyone wants to see him in September of course it's like why why wouldn't you call him up I don't think that that was service time personally but it's so easy for people to go oh it's the poll ads suppressing service time and yep. it's like I don't know you know I think there were a lot more factors in that now I'm on the record saying that them keeping Alex Kirloff down after spring training who's a top 15 20 prospect in the game when they had an opening in left field was yes I mean a big chunk of that was service time he had a terrible spring training so it made it easier for them but I think that was a huge consideration because then he's called up and what does he do he starts 0 for 15 but then he hit like five homers in three games or something like that and you saw like the beast that we knew he was before he got hurt um so yes like that's always going to be something that people point to even when it's not the case and you and I know it's not the case so we don't think it's the case that's something that people are going to point to um, as we continue on with the things that the wild should avoid. I mentioned Kirilov's injury very simply set. This is so simple, but it's something that twins fans forget often because he's always hurt or he's often hurt uh, in a majority of seasons is don't, you know, your best player should stay healthy. <laughs> if your best player gets hurt, a lot of times you're going to be in a tough spot. Like no matter what team you are and Byron Buxton was hurt. For 100 out of 162 games this year, Jeez. and in that case, I mean, what that simply is is going to hurt you like that. And you add and bake in bacon, all the other injuries. You know, Kent with Tommy John, their best pitcher undergoes Tommy John surgery, and their best player is hurt. So when you ask me like what went wrong with the season, sometimes it's that simple to me. Like they their best player was hurt, they lost their best pitcher, the pitching was bad, and it resulted in a last place finish. So Kirill Kaprizov being healthy. Obviously, nothing that can be controlled, but so important and it'll be easy if the wild have a disappointing season just to, to look and say like, oh, Caprizov missed X games. that's I mean, if you're missing your best player, you're you're gonna lose more than you win a lot of time or you would have won with them because they're your best player. so that's that's a really simple answer to what is a very complex uh way you know a lot of complex ways in which the season went went poorly
0: well and it's it's fascinating too to answer that question and to you know try to project because obviously you can't project injuries we didn't think Matt Boldy was going to get hurt and uh, thankfully it wasn't anything knee related Um, it was an ankle for him so looking at like a six-week timetable max I think uh, before he will be able to come back out onto the ice But I think the thing that helps with Kaprizov in terms of keeping him from getting injuries. Now, it's going to be interesting to watch this year because I think teams are going to try to be more physical with him. To try to frustrate him and try to just wear him down. But he plays such a fascinating style of hockey and he played such an interesting style last year. Um I don't know if you saw any of the highlights throughout the year of him basically just skating around the perimeter of the zone, waiting for opportunities. He's very, while he never ceases to move on the ice, he is very selective about what is a good opportunity and what is not. And so I think that is going to help him avoid any sort of um, major injury unless it's purely something by accident is, you know, he's a guy that is extremely high motor, but he's able to weave in and out of heavy traffic. The other thing that I think is going to help is that his center, uh, his line mate, his centerman on uh, the top line this year is going to be Jewel Erickson Eck, who is a much more physical, much more defensive style of play than Victor Rask was last year. That was one of the things that led to this team losing to Vegas in the playoffs is that the Golden Knights played such a physical style and those guys that top line just could not match up with them defensively. You've got a guy who is low key. One of the best centers in hockey now that can assist with that. And then you got Marcus Felino waiting to drop the gloves at any moment. If, uh, if he feels like his, uh, his surrogate younger brother, Kirill Kaprizov is getting um, thrown to the ice too much. He'll drop and pop as, uh, as I like to say um, with the best of them. So, I think Kaprizov is in a spot to at least, you know, consciously avoid any sort of major injury, um, because just of the style that he plays. And you know, it's I, I have always appreciated the style with which Buxton plays, but it is very much a with no regard for human life style. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's extremely fun to watch, but by diving and by crashing into the wall as much as he does, you open yourself up for some things, and so. It's, it's going to be fascinating. There will be an injury or two for this team this year that we don't see coming. And I think the nice thing is that with the guys that I said, like Rossi, Beckman, um, Kalen Addison on the defensive side, they do have depth that will help this year if they need to, but we'll just have to wait and
1: see. Yeah, depth was an issue, certainly for the Twins too, and I thought that was their biggest strength. But you looked at their bench, and uh, Ryan Jeffers really didn't have a good year, backup catcher. Thought he was going to have, you know, a solid backup catcher season, and he didn't. Uh, Garver missed so much time too, uh, with a horrific injury. I don't know if you remember what happened to Garver, but uh, bad injury, and Jeffers was was forced into the starting role and really didn't take advantage of being in that starting role. Jk was really really bad this year, uh, broke his back too. So like, it's just, the depth was, was tested on a huge level. And, and I hope the wild, um, I hope it's not tested, but if it is, uh, feeling confident in it is definitely uh, a big thing.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're suited to be able to, the only spot that I really would be concerned is if we have an injury to Talbot or Capo. Um, I mean, Andrew Hammond has played at the NHL level before he had some weird season where I think he went like 20 and three, um just I I don't know. But um he has played at the NHL level, but there's gonna be a drop-off. Talbot is obviously the starter, Capo the backup, and then Hammond is well, he's in Iowa for a reason. So we'll uh we'll have to see. Tell you what, let's um let's turn it over to you to ask just some general wild questions when we come back for the final segment of today's crossover episode of Locked On Wild and Locked On Twins, more coming up. We're back and
1: better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games – don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts, and all eyes are on that gridiron. As always, bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Bet online.
0: Final segment of today's special crossover episode of mesmerizing.
1: I feel like I'm like <laughs> lulled to sleep. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, can you can you tell?
0: Can you tell? I've read a few ads my day uh, in my decade of radio experience. Yes, yes. It uh, it comes in handy. The it's the it's the little things.
1: Yeah, Seth, I have so the Wild season starts tonight in Anaheim, as yes. you said, uh, nine o'clock puck drop. I got two questions for you. Number sure. one, very simple. Where do you see this team uh, finishing? Uh, this year, and uh, in the context of the Western Conference.
0: I have the Wild second in the Central, and here's why. We've seen it already a little bit. Now, obviously, it's one game in both cases, so overreaction century here. Um, Marc-Andre Fleury and Connor Hellebuck did not look great in their uh, debuts of this season, and so for two teams that are expected to fight for spots at the top of the central that are heavily relying on goalie play, not a great debut for Chicago and Winnipeg. And so if they struggle, especially in the goalie spot, that's going to open things up for the wild and Colorado looked great uh, to start the season against Vegas. They're going to be the team to beat in the central, but I really feel like this wild team is going to be just fine contending with the rest of the central So I got them in the second spot, and I have them going up against the Colorado Avalanche in the, uh, I don't know, at this point, I think it'd be the second round of the playoffs. Um, It's hard to tell with there being more teams now. Um, So I have them playing the Avalanche in the second round of the playoffs. I have them winning the first round, uh, which will be against one of the wildcard teams. So... I have Those the
1: expanded playoffs now too.
0: Yeah, so you've got you got the three division winners in each conference and then you have the two wild cards. Okay. So it'll be there'll be eight teams in each conference. And so I have the wild the crazy thing too is that I think there're going to be three playoff teams from the Pacific. That'll be it. The other five are coming from the Central. So the wild will get in. I think they get the number 2 in the Central division. They'll win their first playoff series, and I think they go to six or seven with the Avalanche. And at that point, I would consider that a successful season for this team, getting further than they did last year. Um, I think Kirill Kaprizov's going to have a great season, and it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to just dive into the content watching a team that took a lot of national media attention last year for as um, one of the more high-profile like hop on the wagon wild fans last year dom at the athletic i i can't pronounce his last name but uh he he said multiple times hey this wild team is fun and it's really all you can ask for
1: who so not capriza but who is your dark horse mbp pick for the wild
0: Ooh, um so i've been doing a couple of bold predictions for this season one of which is a it might be a little bit of a stretch, but Nico Sturm is one of, if not my complete favorite player on this team because he's just, he's an absolute speed burner. And I think he gets an expanded role to the third line at some point this year. And I think he ends up with 20 goals. His career high last year was 11 in 50 games. So if you, if you take that same average, and you stretch that out to an 82-game season, that's 18 goals. So he only would need to outpace that by a couple of goals to get there. And I think he's just a perfect fit with Kevin Fiala, a speed burner and a, a good center in terms of winning faceoffs. offs I, I think he's going to have a great season. And if he could even come close to 20 goals, uh, that, that's going to be a runaway MVP for me.
1: You heard it, Twins fans. Wild postseason wins it's something that we haven't seen um on the baseball side in, in plenty of years but uh nico Sturm, dark horse mvp wild going deep all the reasons to watch the wild this year and to listen to lockdown Wild. Seth's doing an amazing job twins fans so go check him out over there wherever you get your podcast
0: yeah appreciate it nash you uh, are doing a phenomenal job as well i <sighs> I mean, I would, I would try to, but I can't imagine, you know, just cranking out the content on a daily basis (laughs) through the course of that. It's
1: really not that bad.
0: (laughs) Well, if you like talking baseball, it's, you never work a day in your life, but like, I'm not going to lie. I maybe watched two innings this year. You watched as
1: soon as Donaldson pulled his hamstring uh, on opening day. Yeah. <laughs> that was exactly it. And I'm just I'm done. I turned it off. I was
0: watching and I saw that happen and I'm like Oh boy.
1: Come on, man, you're thinking um, of me though. You're like what does he think?
0: <laughs> I will I will say though if you find yourself bored and in need of something to do, ESPN and TNT taking over hockey coverage this year. Sensational. It is a phenomenal product that they've put out so far. Um, Also, for the Xbox fans out there, ESPN Plus allows you to quadcast. Mm. So I had four games. I had four games on one TV last night, and I was watching Thursday Night Football on the other. Wow. Look at you go. I've made it. We made it. This is what we do these (laughs) days, you know.
1: Seth, good luck tonight. Enjoy, my friend.
0: Thank you, man, and uh, that will finish off today's crossover episode of Locked On Wild, Locked On Twins. Make sure to follow both shows wherever you listen to podcasts, and now that you are finished with your first listen of the day, make sure to check out Locked On MLB for a full look at the league championship series now that they have been decided. Who is playing? It's down to four for a chance Astros, to win. Astros,
1: Red Sox. Braves Dodgers. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Enjoy the madness. Yeah.
0: So check out Locked On MLB. Check out Locked On NHL for uh, everything going on throughout the National Hockey League. And make sure to listen to both shows Monday through Friday for now for the Twins as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.